0: and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol, zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halfsies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. You're listening to To Dine For the Podcast. I'm Kate Sullivan. Join me as we meet the world's most innovative and brilliant minds at their favorite restaurant.
1: Would the customers miss us if we were going to out of business tomorrow?
0: On today's episode is Houston businessman Jim McInvale, otherwise known as Mattress Mac. With $5,000 and a pickup truck, Jim created a furniture empire called Gallery Furniture. Through wacky ads and a gregarious personality, Jim cut through the noise to become a Houston, Texas institution. But it's his huge heart and kindness that thrust him into the international spotlight and has earned him the respect as one of America's greatest businessmen. Today, we dine at Lopez Mexican Restaurant, and over the flavors of classic Tex-Mex, Jim shares the secrets of a self-made man and successful entrepreneur. Today I'm in Houston, Texas, on my way into Lopez Mexican Restaurant, a family-run restaurant that's been around for nearly 40 years. Jim McInvale is taking me here. It's his favorite place. Here in Houston, he's someone who needs no introduction.
1: Hi, Kate. How are you?
0: Jim. It is wonderful to meet you. Nice to see it you. It's such a pleasure. Nice to Kate see you. Sullivan. Kate Sullivan. And I'm told I'm supposed to call you Mac, not Jim, right? Mac. I've right?
1: been worse. That's right. <laughs> That's great.
0: Everyone says just call him Mac. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, let's go in. This place
1: is a Houston institution. Is it? Absolutely. Just like you. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I don't know about me. This place more so than me.
0: Been around for nearly 40 years?
1: Been around 40 years. They've, they've got customers keep coming back, coming back after 40 years, and then two or three generations, so.
0: Jim McInvale is a force of nature. Those who live in Houston have known this for years. Save you money. He first blew into town with wacky ads back in 1983 that got him noticed fast.
1: Hi, folks, this is Mattress Mac. And I'd like but to it talk was the to you years about- of
0: struggle and sacrifice before he truly succeeded that made him the man he is today. And it was another force of nature, Hurricane Harvey, that would thrust him into the international spotlight. But first, we eat. So, tell me why you chose Lopez Restaurant as your favorite place in Houston.
1: Well, I've eaten here over the years. It's been great to me. And it's just, it's kind of uh, comfort food to me. So, the people, the service, the food is kind of an entire combination. Plus, it's a Houston institution.
0: From one American dream to another, Lopez Mexican Restaurant is the quintessential family-owned and operated spot with a menu filled with classic Tex-Mex. There is no shortage of warm, melted cheese, hot and sizzling fajitas or spicy pico de gallo. Lopez is 40 years running and more successful than ever with family members working every station from the kitchen to the floor to the wait staff. You can feel it the second you walk in. Simply put, the Lopez family cares. When you work with families, there's so much meaning. And the restaurant is really an extension of, of our home. It is an extension of their home. That kind of devotion to hospitality, making people feel good the second they walk in the door, is also the trademark of the man sitting across from me. Is it the secret to his success? He'll tell you more on that in a minute. But at Lopez Restaurant, the massive 275-seat restaurant, and the huge lunch crowds are proof of what hard work, hustle, and sacrifice can get you in America. And just a lot of heart and soul into everything that we do. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. good. Nice to see you. Great. Thank see you. you. And one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you was I feel like your career is really a toast to the American dream. You started with $5,000 yeah. and what you were able to do with $5,000 is the American dream. Um, but so is Lopez Restaurant, what Absolutely. they've been able to do in 40 Absolutely. years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, mom and dad started it and you know they're still both very extremely involved and it just goes to show. You know, it's, a, a lot of businesses, I think we delegate too much. I'm a, I'm a micromanager to so the hills. And, I I see the family here involved all the time and, you know, there's an old saying in retail, somebody's got to run the store. They run the store very well.
0: Yes, yes. And attention to detail. Yeah. Oh, is this the, now what is this the um, queso? Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. So queso and the amount of cheese that we put on our Mexican food is all Texas. (laughs) What's your order, Uh, Mac? uh,
1: Chicken, chicken fajitas, please.
0: Uh-huh. For, uh, for two because I'm having what he's oh, having. Nice. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. In 1980, Jim started a furniture business with nothing but $5,000 and an old pickup truck. Over the course of the next 37 years, he transformed that small-time mom-and-pop shop into a local empire and has consistently been one of the top furniture retailers across the United States. Take me back to the very beginning of your mattress store. And really when you were just, it was just an idea and you were trying to make it work. $5,000, take me from that moment.
1: Well, my wife and I moved to Houston in 1981 to start, you know, gallery furniture. We only had $5,000. And so it was the two of us and one other guy. And uh, I would sell the furniture and load it. up. we had a little red pickup truck I'd load it on the truck and my wife and this other guy would deliver it. So we invented the same day delivery in the furniture business. The reason was we couldn't afford to have the people cancel because we had no money. So we followed them home with the furniture and it was theirs. And uh, for the first 18 months, we slept at the furniture store because we couldn't afford to have anybody steal our inventory. We had he no slept money. at the furniture store. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Wow. Couldn't afford to anybody steal the inventory. We had no money. And, you know, we put in uh, quintessential entrepreneurial hours and, uh, for the first 10 years, every Friday, we know if we're going to make payroll or not. But. For
0: the first 10 years. Yeah. So what kept you going?
1: Just, you know, drive and and. Uh, uh, I think fear of failure was great, you know. She, neither my, Linda, my wife, or myself wanted to go back to Dallas <laughs> with our head between our legs saying we'd fail. So we just kept fighting, swinging, and staying with it until it, it started growing and growing. And, uh, Now it's a big business. We have three locations plus a big website and you know nothing's changed. It's still all about one thing, taking care of customers.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: You know it's being interested in the customers, being up front. Just like these Lopez guys. They're out here in the middle of the restaurant. They're not back behind some desk. They're out in the middle meeting and greeting the customers. To me, I'm hands-on. I'm out front. My desk is at the front desk where all the customers see me. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm in a fishbowl and That's who I want. That's where I want to be because I I get my energy from the customers. Mm. I really do.
0: Well, you're clearly an extrovert, (laughs) Mr. Mac, Mr. Mattress Mac. Mac.
1: I'm an introvert by nature. (laughs) Are you really? Yeah, I am. But uh, extrovert in the retail business.
0: Right. Wow! Look at this. Wow. Wow. Smells delicious. Chicken fajitas. So I know you have. What really put you on the map, thank you sir, um, what really put you on the map were your television commercials. Yeah, uh-huh. Tell me about how they started.
1: So I wanted to do some type of television ad that broke through the clutter so 1983 business had turned real bad because the oil business in Houston went from boom to bust so I had to do something to save the business so I rented a little television ad studio for three hours trying to do an ad and I couldn't come up with a punchline needing the ad. Finally, the producer got very frustrated. He said, Matt, get one more take. So my last take I did an old 25 second furniture pitch, and out of sheer frustration I had the day's receipts in my back pocket. I pulled the money out, I said, "In gallery furniture will save you money. And I jumped up and And gallery furniture really will save you money.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's what people know you for.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> they know me for that. They know me for wearing a mattress in the commercials. They know me for uh, we're doing all sorts of wacky things.
0: And why did you do all those wacky things?
1: To get attention, you know, to break through the clutter. I mean, I could have sat there and said we have matches to sell and we gotten that and gone broke. But whether they liked the commercial or hated the commercial, I had so many people come tell me that I used to watch you back in the 80s thought you'd never make it, and here you are.
0: Turns out the guy many dismissed and thought would never make it would have a Texas-size impact on the city of Houston. On August 24th, 2017, with winds reaching speeds of up to 130 miles per hour, Hurricane Harvey ripped through the Lone Star State, causing unthinkable destruction and catastrophic flooding. In its wake, nearly 100 dead, more than 300,000 people without electricity, and billions of dollars in property damage. With first responders in Houston stretched wafer thin, it was time for the community to rise together and help. Perhaps no one came through more than Jim McInvale, who immediately opened his doors and called on all Houstonians to use his furniture stores as shelter during this crisis. Well, it's funny because I took an Uber over here and uh, I was telling the Uber driver that I was going to interview you today and we were talking about your commercials and how you would say, you know, save you money Uh and he said, well, now it's save Houston and he feels so indebted to you for all that you've done for this city and it's so much bigger than mattresses what is it like when people come up to you and they are the recipient of your kindness and they have maybe even stayed in one of your stores or had one of your meals what's that like
1: it's what i was born to do you know it's what i was born to do my uh, parents always taught me it's better to give than receive better to give than receive We went to church every week at the Catholic church and they taught me those values. And so now both my parents and my beloved brother all did. And so I have to live up to their legacy. Just that simple. I have to live up to their legacy every day.
0: Why did you decide to open up all of your stores to anyone who needed a place to sleep?
1: Well, the phone was ringing off the wall. Text messages were exploding, emails everywhere. People saying, come rescue us.
0: We'll have more on that answer in just a minute. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters, it seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National Companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at Spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to the meal.
1: And it wasn't that the first responders and firemen had done a bad job. They did a magnificent job. They were just overwhelmed by this flood of biblical proportions, biblical. And so, most 90% of our employees couldn't get to work either because they are all flooded in. We're opening up the store as a shelter the North Freeway store and the Richmond store as a shelter for people who need a place to go. And uh, if you need a a way out of your flooded neighborhood, call us. And we also asked for volunteers with CDL licenses to come drive these trucks. You know, it was a time to act, not a time to worry about the liability.
0: And act he did. Hundreds waited outside of his stores to seek shelter, some with four and five children. While the doors opened at Gallery Furniture, Mac climbed into his own truck and personally went out to rescue those in need. The time to act was now, and he sees the moment. You didn't worry about so much damaged mattresses or your not, store. Not
1: in the least. I could always make that up. You know, you can make up the money, but you can't, make, you can't replace these humans. So we went out and picked people up the only, only way we had to get them back on the truck was load them back in the truck like cattle and bring them back. I mean, it's an emergency situation. So we brought in 200 people and, um, at each store and they couldn't have been better. They were great. We had mattresses, we had sopas, we had dining room tables, we had recliners, we had whatever they needed. And you know, most of them were in total state of shock. And, but they, they got a nice warm meal and a place to stay. And most of them stayed there for two or three days. It was one of the great experiences of my life.
0: But do you realize how rare you are? I mean, to be able to give back in that magnitude is pretty impressive. But you see,
1: that's the shame of it all. That shouldn't be rare. That should be what everybody does. That's what we did in this country years ago. You know, what else can we do? You know, and so you lead, to me, I'm ready for our aim. There was no question what we are gonna do. I didn't have to think about it, and I didn't worry about the liability. We flooded the $60,000 truck, eight foot of water in it, and we had to pay for that, so what? we make it up on the next one. And out of the um, 400 people that slept there, only three of them peed on a mattress. That's not bad. (laughs) Less than the national hotel average.
0: That's no big deal. (laughs) That's no big deal.
1: You can always get another mattress.
0: Well, I'm sure, I love what you say that it's, your duty and your honor to do it, to give back.
1: Obligation, yeah. Your
0: obligation. But it also must be very rewarding for you personally to see when someone's life is better by just a simple act of generosity.
1: It's rewarding for me to see my children learn that. Rewarding for me to see my grandchildren learn that, that this is how you're supposed to behave. That's what my parents taught me. This is how you're supposed to behave.
0: Jim's heroic acts during Hurricane Harvey may have gone viral, But to him, philanthropy is nothing new. For 30 years, Gallery Furniture has held a Christmas giveaway to outfit Houston families in need with brand new furniture. Jim has donated huge amounts of his own money to charities like the Salvation Army, And this year, Jim decided a good way to give thanks was to feed thousands of Texans with a free Thanksgiving dinner. After preparing nearly 100,000 pounds of food, Jim told the people of Houston there was only one requirement, to come with an appetite. You made the decision to feed quite a lot of people on Thanksgiving. Where did that come from and what what inspired you to do that?
1: You know, after Hurricane Harvey and I think that human beings are made to live, work, play, and die in groups. And nowadays we're so often isolated uh, with our cell phone, our iPad, whatever it might happen to be. People don't get together and break bread enough. So we decided to have a community dinner at the, at the store after Hurricane Harvey. And the weather was beautiful like it is today. We had 6,000 people there.
0: Incredible. And we
1: set up all these tables and chairs on the parking lot. And people from Metro were nice enough to bus everybody in so we didn't have a parking problem. And, It was just great, you know. So many people there that were, you know, so many people, let's face it, they were lonely. And they were were groups of one. And they came and they met new friends and they stayed and visited for hours. It was just wonderful, that sense of community. That's what we found during the horrors of Hurricane Harvey. We found that, you know, even though this guy or this lady doesn't look like me, talk like me, walk like me, they're good people. And that's what uh, brought people together for that dinner. It was really wonderful. And if we have another disaster, we'll open it again. That's who we are. We want to lead from the front. We want to set an example that says, this is how you should behave.
0: So, you know, I think whenever you interview an entrepreneur, there's always some sort of special sauce that allows them to really excel, to achieve uncommon success. What I'm hearing from you is that it, it was just pure hustle, diligence, and keeping at it. Am I right?
1: And ability to take risk. You know, it came with nothing. Believe here with nothing. I don't, mind. I don't mind taking risks. My wife doesn't mind taking risks.
0: What advice do you give to young business owners that are just getting started? And when you think back to where you were, what advice do you give them?
1: Keep your overhead low. Find a job you love to do. You never have to work a day in your life. You gotta have something you're passionate about. If it's just a job, you're not gonna put any time into it. And, you know, 40 hours a week won't get you there. You're gonna be successful. You gotta, don't worry about the hours. Worry about the customers worry about the customers and then you have to ask yourself this question every day would the customers miss us if we were going to business tomorrow
0: how do you define the American dream
1: Uh, achieving success in life and family success through work work I, I just think I think work keeps people healthy and happy how many people retire and are dead a year later because so true. They lost their life's so work and, and they feel useless. My American dream is success through work and making other people happy through your work.
0: What do you consider your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
1: My biggest failure is ongoing. That's, uh, I always had this saying, in one location. You know, we were very successful. And I said, the reason we only have one location is because they can only steal so much while I'm watching them and so, yeah. <laughs> Then I had to get smart and open three locations, so. <laughs> we tripled the overhead, the sales didn't go up that much. So that was kind of a failure, but we're trying to, we're trying to make it work.
0: There's someone who doesn't mind risk that much.
1: You gotta fail forward fast, right? And that's what you do. You mm-hmm. fall down, you get up. And that's another thing I'm trying to teach these kids. Just because you fail, that's a good thing. Thomas Edison failed a thousand times but he invented that light bulb. You know, you, you gotta understand, re- Resilience is key to being successful, resilience.
0: And what you learn from that failure.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, take
0: that failure and twist it.
1: Yeah, you know, know, like everybody, I've had my my moments of depression and despair, you know, when I was broke when I was 30 years old, feeling sorry for myself and this and that. I think that work is life's greatest therapy. And the best thing I can do for all these kids that work for me is provide them with a good job. Because the best standard of living is having a good job. And when these kids say that work for me, I love this job, then that makes it all worthwhile.
0: Work is the greatest therapy. I've never heard work that.
1: Work is life's greatest therapy. But isn't
0: that the truth? Yeah, and
1: so many people are, we've robbed them of the joy of work, you know? That's what the American dream about is starting with nothing and building up. People think they can't do it anymore. They can do it now better than ever. You know, you just, you just got to, like these Lopez guys, they just wouldn't give up. They just wouldn't give up.
0: Sometimes success comes from an obsession to detail, and it sounds like, from you saying that you're a bit of a micromanager, but also someone who prides themselves on great customer service, that that is an obsession of yours.
1: It has to be. Especially in this ever-changing digital world. Because it's easy people sit at home and buy furniture from their house in their underwear. We have to make that store an experience. We have to make it a community gathering place. We have to make it a place where people want to go because they have a good time. I think in this age, people value experiences experiences more than they do products.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And that is what sets you apart. If you have excellent customer service, the person's going to come back to the store for that experience.
1: Exactly. They come yeah. back to the store for the experience, and they'll tell their friends.
0: Mac, I believe in toasts. I'm an Irish, south of Boston girl. Can I make a toast?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Thank you for being a part of this and being a part of To Dine For and Thank you for all of your service to Houston and for being such an inspiration to other business owners.
1: Thank you, Kate. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for being in Texas.
0: Oh, this is wonderful. It really is. After a wonderful lunch, Mac took me on a tour of his gallery furniture store. From the hanging flags to the faith-inspired quotes on the wall, Mac's store is dripping in good old-fashioned American patriotism. His commitment to American-made material and furniture is advertised all over Texas, and those who come to his stores appreciate that. The first thing I thought when I walked in here was, my gosh, it's so beautiful. You know, and I thought about Hurricane Harvey, you just opening the doors and letting all those people come in here. It is just so gorgeous. Did you ever think they're gonna ruin all this furniture?
1: Oh no, that never entered my mind. The most beautiful thing that ever happened in this store was those people being here. We had, uh I think 50 or 60 National Guardsmen spend the night here. And that was a great thing, you know, the safest the store has ever been. And <laughs> it was great having those people Those are my people, you know, so I've heard my people cry.
0: Well, I'll tell you, like, as you walk through the store, um, this is a massive store. When you think about when you first started your first store versus this, it must be something to walk through this gorgeous store and see what you've created.
1: Well, it reminds me of how much overhead I've created, how I have to get up and go to work every day. So, <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's a um, uh, a great place. Uh, I had just as much fun in 1981 as I do today and uh, just as much fun today as I did in 1981. So it's, it's all about uh, customers, employees, furniture, taking care of the community. It's what we do.
0: You have American flags everywhere. You have the Texas flag everywhere. How important is it when you think about your patriotism and how much you love this country? I think it's
1: very important. I think you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Too many businesses are wishy-washy and we everything to everybody. Uh, we lose a lot of sales because we don't carry inexpensive uh, furniture, but we've just chosen to carry made-in-America furniture, and that's yes, who we I are. Yes, I saw
0: that. Imported from absolutely nowhere.
1: That's it. And we think jobs for Americans, as we talked about earlier, are very important. I think work is life's greatest therapy, and if we can do something to help get more Americans employed, then I've done something good with my life.
0: As we walked through Gallery Furniture, I couldn't help but notice another store attached to it. Come on, let's go there. Okay, let's go. Jim didn't bring up Brookwood, but I was curious to learn what it was. Gallery Furniture has created an in-store partnership with Brookwood, a nonprofit organization that creates jobs for adults with disabilities. Not just any jobs, but jobs that employ a spirit of creativity and foster a sense of belonging.
1: Hi. How y'all doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice How are you? you? Good. Brock has got a great
0: team. Mac was proud to provide them the space to make crafts and home decor and sell them for purchase. So this is fantastic. So they're creating crafts that will be sold in the store?
1: Be sold in the store and at the Brookwood uh, community, which is in Brookshire, Texas, about 20 minutes west of here. They give them the dignity of work. No matter what their skill level is, they find something they can do.
0: And this Brookwood was created when you opened up this uh, yeah. facility. You did in tandem. you did both stores in tandem.
1: Yeah, and we donated this facility. They did all the finish out and they did a great job on it, as you can see, and they sell uh, a lot about half of what they sell they're um, creating. They their create, they make the citizens make
0: Fantastic. And, it's beautiful. It is. Yeah,
1: it's a great place.
0: Looking back on my experience with Mac, it seems so clear that at the heart of everything he does is hard work. Whether it's working to take care of his customers or to be a better person, I saw what heart, hustle, and an obsession for details can truly do in this world. From his choice to eat at a family-owned Tex-Mex restaurant where comfort food is dished out with southern hospitality, to the decision to open his doors to the Houston community after Hurricane Harvey, Mac shows that a truly successful life is one that helps others. To Mac, that is what the American dream is all about. Thanks for listening to To Dine For the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests and the podcast, head to todinefor.tv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv tv and Facebook at to Dine For with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more